0: This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Come on.
2: Okay, Al. Oh, you're not in the studio. <laughs> Good morning. It's Dave's Corner Garage coming to you live and clear from beautiful downtown Toronto. Uh, we got a great show for you today, a great lineup. Brian Max is in the studio with us. He's covering Pharrell. Brian is a, a race car driver champion. He is an author. He's been on radio, television, his own website. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Greg McPherson is going to be joining us. Greg is with uh, the Motion Auto Show. That's been around the city since the 50s Greg's has taken it over and we got some really exciting news about that and Greg has given us some tickets to give away so if you're calling in and you're going to ask us some questions Greg's going to make sure that you get some tickets to see the show it's actually next week uh, Ed- 9th, 10th Eddie 9th, 10th 11th
1: Eddie yes. hello one
2: more second there Stevie hello Eddie so golf nice SL so gift cards for a hundred bucks worth of gas. Uh, we're going to be closing that off this weekend. So if you want some gasoline, uh, give us a call. Go to Daves Corner dot com, enter the contest, and we'll choose the winner on next week's show. Go I, ahead, have,
1: Stevie Wonder. I have never heard you so buttoned down and organized. What's going on with you? This is good. I actually made some notes.
3: (laughs) That's a first.
2: We have, as Dave
1: was saying, we have, yeah, take it down, mark that down, put it on YouTube. Dave organized. We do have a great show lined up. So uh, Dave is down with one microphone. We've got Brian on the other one. We want to take your calls throughout the hour. Specifically, we're going to kick it off with some really cool news in the automotive industry that will uh, hopefully affect you and you in Beamsville and Orangeville, Toronto, Stony Creek, where there's no snow and it's sunny. Stick around. This is Canada's number one consumer automotive radio show, Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave's right. Corner Garage. And here he is, live and in semi-color. All right. <laughs> Dave Redinger, how much coffee have you had this morning?
2: Actually, coffee and cereal. It was really great. Well, you're Anyways, uh, let's talk to Brian. Go for it. Go for it. We should introduce Brian. He's a championship uh, race car driver. Uh, I've seen him running in the Nissan series. That's
3: a little series of, of one-make cars, right, Brian? That's right. It's, a, it's what we call a, a, a spec series. All the Nissan Micros are, are prepared identically, so it really comes down to the driver.
2: And you write for uh, Autofocus, uh, Auto Car, and Motor. Those are British magazines.
3: Uh, auto Car is in the UK, and Motor is in Australia. And they love it when I when I uh, review high-performance American cars. They love American Muscle down there. Well, who doesn't? American Muscle already is working. 2019
2: GMC Sierra, which was just announced. And you actually saw that truck in Detroit.
3: Yeah, I was in Detroit the other day for, uh, for the big reveal of the uh, GMC Sierra. And what they're really doing with uh, that Sierra is taking it upmarket with the Denali model. So the, uh, the the Denali is more like a Cadillac than anything else. And it's, it's really pushing the, 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 the truck market upscale, if you will.
2: So where does that go? I mean, I, there's an upscale as a Cadillac. I remember Lincoln did what was called a black, Blackburn or something. Uh, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't remember upsc- what that
3: was. But yeah, there was a Lincoln pickup truck. That's because and... he's way older yeah. than you. It could, it could yeah, be, but the, the, uh, you know they, they don't make the Cadillac truck anymore, and, and uh, I mean, you can get a oh. Cadillac SUV, but you can't get that Cadillac sort of pickup anymore, and, and Lincoln doesn't do one either, so that leaves, uh, that leaves some space for GMC to go upmarket, and you know, based on what I saw, the interior of the Sierra Denali is gorgeous.
2: How much is the truck like that worth?
3: You know what? Uh, they didn't announce pricing, but my guess is it's going to come in uh, in the top, top trim in the 80s. Wow.
2: So people are really using the truck as a car rather than a truck.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what the, what they've done with the Sierra is they've brought in all of that great sort of secondary passive safety like the lane keep assist and and blind spot warning and front collision assist. They've brought all that into the pickup truck as well as all the amazing parking features that that modern cars have. So you can you can really use this truck as a as a daily driver.
2: Yeah, one of the features is the tailgate. Um, apparently, it's, there's six different ways to open it, and it's got a, a middle portion that you can put your laptop on. And it's just, out of this world, it's, it's a really usable piece of equipment.
1: So what's it going to be like for tailgate parties if you go to a Buffalo Bills game? It'd be great. Well, you know what? The, the best thing they said
3: is that it supports uh, almost 400 pounds. Oh. So it's, it's really meant for tailgating.
1: That's at least three guys within our show. <laughs> That's right two anyways uh, thank you dave i was waiting for that one but just to jump in Davey boy uh are you are, are we seeing more and more people who may be slightly over the age of 45 going for me you know what i'm not going to buy this car but i'm going to move towards a you know a truck basically they don't even call them trucks they're now like sierras and denalis and that's right is that's what's happening are you seeing in the marketplace you know i
3: the The truck segment has been really strong for a long, long time, and I think it continues to grow. It's not, it's you know, it's not a massive uh, growth uh, sector these days. But um, you know, a truck like that, that Denali, or there's the new Ram coming. It's, it's you know, all new Ram. The Ram has been a strong seller in Canada for a long, long time. And again, they do an upmarket, premium finished uh, version of the truck, and and it makes it yep. easy for people who are looking for a little bit of utility, whether they want to haul something, whether they want something that's got ground clearance and can go off-road or whatever it is, or tow a trailer, it's a great option rather than you know, getting a, a conventional
1: SUV or something you like know, that. You know, when we go up north once in a while to Perry Sound, it's once you get past sort of Barry, all you see is trucks, F-150, Dodge Ram, the Denali, and they're, they're all going up there, and the mileage is, is really getting better. It, it certainly is,
3: and um, you know everybody's concerned about all the truck makers are concerned about fuel consumption. So what they're doing there is they're taking hundreds of pounds out of them. So they're using special steels to construct them, lots of aluminum, uh, carbon fiber in the uh, in the case of this new Sierra, you can actually get a yeah. carbon fiber bed, which is a smart idea because it'll never rust, it's dent resistant, it's scratch resistant. It's a very clever thing. Now you're going to pay for it, and they didn't announce what it was going to cost, but um, it's a it's a very clever thing, and that's just a fir- another step into lightweighting these uh, these big vehicles.
2: You know, we might be seeing more and more of that carbon fiber construction because it's been around for years and uh, its only downfall is it's repairable. You can't really repair it properly. So if the bed gets damaged and it has to be fixed they would just replace the whole thing so that would drive the costs of repairs up i imagine
3: yeah you know it certainly would i think in in the case of uh in case of a truck bed unlike a a structural body part the 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 bed is really not structural so you can patch it it'll never be the same but if you know it does get damaged extensively Mm -hmm.
1: you got to replace the whole thing of course See, and Dave's happy Funny. because he's a mechanic. and He just wants more repairs coming in. That's right. Silver the silver longer Smith.
2: they last, the more I can fix.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, one of the things down in the States is they're mostly trucks. They've sort of shied away from cars, and they're going into trucks and those mini crossovers. Lots of the crossovers around here. And because of that, the manufacturers are stopping uh, building cars and starting to move into crossovers. And we see a lot of that going on. That
3: new Jaguar is, is just out, that E. Oh, the, uh, the I-Pace. I- yeah, that's, I- and, you know, that's, I think this is going to be the first real Tesla competitor that we've seen. You know, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a Jaguar, so it's got, you know, it's got, a, it's got a real brand behind it. And it's a pretty vehicle, but it's been designed as, from the ground up as an electric. And, uh, you know, it promises a, a whole lot of range and a whole lot of performance as well. So I think, uh, think Tesla is going to now have to be a little concerned about uh, conventional car makers coming to the electric market.
2: Yeah, I saw an article on somebody testing a BMW i8, uh, the, the sports car, and they were having all kinds of issues with getting in and out of the thing, but not with its drivability or its heating system. Everything seemed to work properly.
3: Yeah, I tested one not long ago, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to drive, but uh, not so much fun to get in I and want,
1: out of. I want to see Dave get, yeah. in, get in and out of a like a Dodge Ram. Without a ladder. Well,
2: that's not hard. <laughs>
1: Without a ladder. That'll be good. <laughs> Listen, stick around. If you got any questions about trucks in particular or anything with your car, uh, Dave and Brian are here for the entire hour to take your call. We want to hear from you throughout the hour. Plus, later on, before the hour is up, we're going to give you a chance to win tickets to go see Motorama, which is coming up uh, next weekend at the International Center. So stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. I like that music. Dig-y, Isn't dig-y, that nice? Dig-y. Yeah, it is. You, we put that together well. It's just, what, 14 yeah. sessions? And we got it done. All right. Spring <laughs> maintenance. You want to talk about that right now?
2: Yeah, I got an email from a fella by the name of Cliff from St. Catharines. I guess he was snowed in so he couldn't talk. That's my hometown. But, um, is that right?
3: That's right. That
2: used to be a GM town, or is it still a GM town?
3: Uh, it's, well, I think it's no longer a GM town, but uh, my father worked for uh, General Motors his entire career. He was uh,
2: Yeah, they showed, um, if you go and look at the um, Wikipedia or someplace like that, yep. it shows Motorama. You know, all these buses that were converted into showrooms were driven through the town and with, with all the latest cars, and they did a car show. It was a traveling car show. So what's the uh,
1: question that he gave you?
2: Uh Cliff's question was Spring is coming around. I noticed with my window down I heard some sort of chit 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 chit, chit from the front brakes. Uh is that part of spring maintenance?
1: Brian's a little confused. What was the what was the sound that oh, it made? Yeah, I didn't get that. Chit chit, chit chit chit. Oh right. We're not gonna go into animals again with cats and mufflers, are we? <laughs> <laughs> so it's chit what does chit 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 mean? This I gotta hear. He's-
2: the brake brakes, uh, the pads are dragging against the rotor. In other words, the brakes are seized. We use a lot of salt and, and corrosives on the road, obviously. Every time the crown is on, they talk about it. But the brake system is made out of steel pads and aluminum parts, like the calipers would be aluminum, and those two metals really love to stick together. So as part of his spring maintenance is going to be to take the brake system apart and clean it and lubricate it, probably change the fluid, and then put it back together.
3: What do you think, Brian? You know what? Uh, I'm not a mechanic, um, oh, but uh, oh, nice you know what? Hey, nice yeah, out, no, yeah, that wasn't. Out, but you know what? I'm fortunate enough to uh, you know with my race cars, the brakes get done all the time, so I never I never hear those things. And oh. uh, but you're, you know you're you're absolutely right, Dave. I mean the, the 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 pad is the pad is steel, and the and the the uh, caliper of course is aluminum. And over the winter, it just becomes a disaster in there, doesn't it, Dave?
2: Yeah. Another thing people don't realize is that brake fluid is is called and you got it ready wait for the Steve hygroscopic. So hygroscopic means it absorbs water, and because water is heavier than oil, or oil is lighter than water, uh, it goes to the most expensive parts of the braking system. It actually drops to the
1: bottom. Okay, when you're when you're talk the talking about uh, sorry, when you're talking about braking fluid, right? Brake fluid. Yeah. When we start going into these temperatures where it's going from like really like minus fifteen, and we start gradually creeping up to zero plus two, does it impact on on your fluids on your brakes any any yes, differently? Yes, it does. How so?
2: Well, no, and not. It, it, in fact, that the the fluid absorbs water, so when it starts to get um, one or two degrees, there's a lot of um, humidity basically that in the air, and the and the fluid will suck that down. So if it's three or four years old, if you're trailering, three or four years should be the time when you change out all the fluid and put in what's called a synthetic or a DOT five. Uh, if you're not heavy driving, probably go another cup a year. You can actually get it tested. There's a machine that you just you just. Dip it in and it tells you how much moisture is in the fluid. So, moisture kills it. Why? Because water boils at 200 degrees and uh, brake fluid should boil at 350 to 400 degrees. So,
1: if it's not going, water, jit, 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 if it's starting to screech, do the yes. brakes tend to start making that sound, that high shrill that goes, there's $400, more so uh, when you're changing the, temperatures getting into the spring?
2: No. Well, yes, in a way, because the, the brake rotors tend to rust, and as you step on the brake, that metal embeds itself onto the pad, and now you have metal on metal. So many times you get out of the driver, and you hear like a groan when the first time you apply the brakes, that, we call that morning sickness, but what it really is is the metal <laughs> is burning itself off.
1: <laughs> a groan. So if you call that yeah. morning sickness, what does that mean? The pad's not releasing. I see.
2: The pad. The pad's actually stuck in position. And the only thing that releases the pad is that little run-out that's on the rotor sort of pushes them back and releases it. And uh, when it's stuck in position, you hear the rotor hitting the pad, but it's not releasing the pressure.
1: Do you find that, you know, in your experiences as a mechanic, do you find that when, you know, it gets to be around April, people are starting to change their tires from winter tires mm. to the normal kind of tire? Is, is there any difference as a salt, slush, impact on your brakes much, if at all?
2: Yeah, that's what we're talking about. It really does. And, you know, sometimes it gets so bad you can't get the tire off. You're out there, some of them are out with a sledge trying to bang the tire off because it's the same thing. We have aluminum wheels and we have a steel hub and they just glue themselves
1: together with the salt water, and you got real problems. Cool. Well, listen, spring, believe it or not, we've gotten rid of Wiredton, William, Punxsutawney, Phil. They're just so Thankfully, Thankfully, we have. We should just get some virtual animal and say it looks better, but spring is coming, so if you got any questions about how to get your car, light truck, or even your boat ready for spring and summer, the lines are wide open. We'll take your calls throughout the hour. We have in studio Brian Max. Dave is on line 42 with camera 3 looking very nice today. And we have tickets to give away for Motorama, which is coming up at the International Center. So we'll take your calls. Stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Just a reminder, this is the last day, well, we'll give you a couple more hours, uh, to register to get a chance to win an Esso gift card that could be up to $100. Bucks. That'll help you, because gas just went up overnight, magically, to $127. Wow. Yeah, there's no wars going on, but they just pump it up, so to speak. So go to davescornergarage.com, look for the Esso logo. Can't miss it. And uh, register and we'll announce the winner next week. Dave, we got some calls coming in. You want to talk a bit more about uh, some racing in Canada. So Jack, if you're on the line, stay there and we'll get back to you in a few minutes. Over to you there, Mr. Redinger.
2: Okay, so I just finished reading this book about Lewis Hamilton and how he was developed by uh, McLaren to become a ra- the, actually a robot race car driver. They they taught him everything they knew and obviously in his first season, he almost won the world championship. In his second season, he did. So uh, talking about racing, what's going on here in Canada? You have the, the Nissan Series still go running?
3: Yeah, the Nissan Series, the Nissan Micro Cup Series is back for another three years, runs in Ontario and Quebec and uh, we've got six race weekends this year. Um, first one of course is at Canadian Tower Motorsport Park I think uh, on uh, Victoria Day weekend 24th yes yeah, and I think was uh, the
2: twenty fourth because it's because because your beer comes in the two four.
3: That, that's that's right. Except you know, as a racing driver, I don't I don't drink that. Of stuff.
1: course not. Not at least until after the tailgate party begins. <laughs> that's right. Because nobody does that. That's right.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, what else is coming up this year? Of course, I think uh, I think the uh, Honda Indy is going to be back in July. I think they've moved yeah. the date this year. I don't have the date in front of me, but uh, they've they've moved it a little bit this year.
2: And they've changed the car. The car now has a windshield.
3: Yeah, they've added a big uh, a big windscreen, and thankfully it's you know it's clear, unlike what they're doing in Formula One. It's a it's a clear screen that's meant to protect the driver from you know large debris like a like a tire, for example.
2: Yeah, that, it, that it ha- did happen in uh, Pocono. One of the drivers got hit in the head with a piece of car that crashed ahead of him
3: and killed him. Yeah, that's a, but, it. Wouldn't be the first time in motor racing. I mean, you got to. Why would they not
1: have had windshields earlier? It's yeah. Kind of, that's a good question. A manly right?
2: thing, I guess. A know, manly to, thing. Yeah,
1: I'll just take it. A,
2: a manly thing. I'll, yeah,
1: I'll, you know,
3: oh, take a poke in uh, post in my head. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's never good. But I mean, you know, there's a tradition in open wheel open wheel racing and yeah. what's happened of course over the years is the drivers now sit lower in the in the car so their heads are a little bit better protected which, you know, as a as a racing driver I would appreciate.
1: Dave, we got a couple and calls in about uh about uh spring maintenance So if you want to get to that in a bit. Yeah, sure, go ahead. You sure? I mean it's your show. I don't want to steal it from you. No, 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 no. Hey, don't say I heard that. Uh we've got Jack on <laughs> the line from Barry's got a question about antifreeze. Jack, uh, you're on the air. Go ahead. I have a um a two thousand fourteen GM Spark, yeah, one of my cars. And uh, you know, it's uh just wondering if I should be thinking of changing the antifreeze, like uh and do I have to use the Dextron or whatever it was that GM used? I know this is I think it's a Kia maybe but,
2: uh it's actually a Daewoo built in oh, Korea. Okay. Yeah. Okay. GM bought the factory. Kadaiwu was the first factory in Korea to go bankrupt and GM stepped in and saved them and started building uh the vehicles the one that you're driving now is That's one. That's a real car. But- I love it. And the the answer to your question is, yeah, five years is usually the limit on antifreeze Uh uh, because in the five years, it's used up most of the anti-foam and lubricants and uh, anti... I don't know how to describe this, but it will conduct electricity as it ages because little bits of metal are getting into it, so it can upset the sensors that are reading the engine. So, go five years, but do go back to the original. Is it still a
1: GM antifreeze I have to use, or...?
2: I would yes. There was a, okay. p- a problem years ago with the antifreeze and the intake manifold gaskets were not yeah, happy.
1: I had that problem in one of my cars.
2: Right, exactly. So go back to the Dex to the, whatever uh, they're using. I forgot what you were saying. Uh, dextrose, dextron? Uh, no. Yeah. yeah, dextrose. So use that. Uh, okay. It's designed for it. It's it's happy with aluminum, or you can use Prestone, which goes into almost
1: everything. Okay, Jack. Right on. All right, you. thanks for calling in from Barry. We'll take your calls by later on. We've got some more. Uh, we were talking about trucks earlier on, and we've got a call from Marty, a question anyway, about a 2010 Ram 6. He's got a V6 tranny shifting problem. Dave, yeah. this one's for you. Good morning, Marty. How are you? I'm
2: doing good, and I hope you got an answer for me. Okay, so the question was, is it a standard or an automatic? It's automatic. And what is it doing? Okay, uh... At highway speed, uh, it will not shift into the high gear. It, so it won't go at about into overdrive RPM. Okay, um, here's two things that you'd have to do. First off, if you're scooting down the highway, touch the brake pedal just slightly. Okay, now the, just, and just enough, basically, to flip on the brake lights. If you notice a change in RPM, then you probably have a computer issue. And a lot of these trucks, when we had Mr. Transmission as a sponsor, they always advised reflashing the entire driveline. So in other words, reflashing the ECM for the computer for the motor and the BCM for the transmission. So you may have an issue just with a shifting problem. All right, so in other words, they will reflash the computer. second problem, reflash, yeah. All right, it's not expensive. And what they'll do is they'll hook up their their programmer onto it, reflash it, and then take it for a run and see how it goes. They'll probably tell you that's what it needs. Okay, thank
1: you. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. We're getting a lot of Hello, calls Steve? today, about uh, Dave, about... Uh, Shifting problems antifreeze. like people getting ready for spring because we're Canadians yeah. going it's not minus forty anymore well it's still it's still pretty cold out you still need to uh that's still you be got, in your...
3: you have no hair that's why well, I wear a hat that's but true. uh <laughs> you know i mean i'm still I've still
1: got my winter tires on, on yeah. both cars it's so important don't, and yeah, don't you find it tempting though when it gets to be like around plus four we've had like twelve yeah. degrees this yes. week it's like do I start taking these things off yet? or No. Well, and then I got caught in a snowstorm
3: yeah. and spotted, I don't know, half a dozen cars in the ditch this week. So, you know, it's, it's,
1: this is the time of year when that sort of thing happens. Okay, we've got a bunch of calls we'll get to before the hour is out. We, uh, the lines are open. You know all about that. And we've got uh, Greg McPherson coming up shortly from Motorama. We'll give you a chance to win some tickets. And Dave and Brian are in here for the rest of the hour to take your calls about Ever. anything you want. Uh, spring maintenance. Hanging onto your car for a little bit longer than uh, you normally would and saving you some money. So stay tuned. This is Canada's number one consumer radio automotive show. Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Take us out, Sebastian. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We have lots of calls we'll get to guaranteed before the hour is out. Dave, over to you. You want to talk about a few more things.
2: Yeah, a couple of things we should talk about was you were talking about spring. Uh even Brian will talk about tires. You know, taking off the summer put the winter tires and putting on your summer tires. Seven degrees is the magic number. That, so yeah. when the ambient temperature, right? So Brian, go ahead.
3: That that's right. Seven degrees Celsius is is that magic number and, and uh you know it's uh you know just like going into winter when when that temperature gets low, <coughs> excuse me, rubber gets hard. The the tire compound of uh Pardon me. The rubber tire compound is uh, is harder. And, you know, the the winter tire compound is meant to work at below seven degrees Celsius. And, you know, for me, it's so important to to run in this climate, winter and summer tires. And that makes a huge difference, especially when you're stopping, which is so important.
2: And there are services like your your servicing garage will actually store your tires for you. And uh, when it's time for, for a changeover, they'll call you. And you'll walk in and they'll just flip the tires over because you, you've put them on rims. And uh, it's just an easy changeover. It takes maybe half an hour and away you go again.
3: Yeah, right? it sure is. The
2: other thing I was going to talk about was... You were saying that this weather was so nice and you put the window down. It's probably the first time in five, six months that you have put the window down. And now all of a sudden you're hearing all these different noises and you you, you don't know what it is, so you better go check that out. And at the same time, check out your bodywork. Most people haven't seen the other side of the car for six months. They go drive in, top up and leave. So look for damage, look for paint scrapes, look, look if it needs to be polished or cleaned. Uh, those are all things you have to do for spring, vacuum out the interior. Just clean things up.
3: Dave, you described my afternoon yesterday. I washed one huh? of my cars for the first <laughs> time all winter, cleaned the interior, and uh, thankfully there was no damage and no additional rust. So I was, I was quite happy.
1: I mean, that's something that's almost becoming a, a rarity now where you can actually wash your car on your driveway. Because I know there are certain regions in Ontario where yes. and cities that you can no longer wash your car on your driveway. It's just as excuse me, idiotic, is saying kids can't play street hockey. Oh, no, absolutely. It's nuts. Or
2: go tobogganing. You can't go tobogganing either. My grandkids can't go down the local, local hill and slide down. It's against the law now.
3: That's that's ridiculous. Well, I, I don't think anything's going to stop me. I'm going to keep washing no, my car. you got to keep washing
1: your car. I mean, there were people in our area this week, when it hit 12 degrees, yep. every car that you haven't seen for like five or six months was out. Guys are in their trucks and having a great time because it was... You get that breath of fresh air in summer and it's here. The patios get open. It's great. Yep. We've got one more call, Dave, if you want to take it before we go to break. It's sure. uh, Mike who has a question about his 2014 caravan transmission. What's your question, Mike? So
4: I got this uh, Dodge Caravan and it has about seven, 70,000 kilometers on it. It's fairly new. I've only had it for like seven months now, but I realized that the uh, the transmission uh, it lags, especially on the highway. So, like, it's on 6th gear, and then when I go to, like, press a little bit of gas, it doesn't climb up right away, the RPM. And... Uh, so it, I, it, sorry, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, what you're saying, is, it's, it's sluggish or it hesitates?
4: It hesitates, and then wh- if I floor the gas pedal, then it, it kicks in, but then it jumps to, like, I guess, like, uh 4th gear, because then the RPM just goes up to, like, 6,000.
2: Okay, um, and I'm going to tell you the same thing I said to uh, – first off, because how many of said 70,000 kilometers? I would first off suggest a transmission oil change and a filter change. Yeah. All right? Once that's done and you still have an issue, then it's time for a reflash, and, and you'll go to the local tranny shop, and they'll do that for you. But okay. it doesn't sound that serious. But first off, do an oil change and do a filter change because it could be that that's your only issue is the filter's plugged.
5: I
4: actually noticed I took off the cap of the uh, I opened the hood I took off that rubber piece that goes on the guard or whatever on the top. Yeah. And I noticed actually it's leaking oil, transmission oil around where the transmission joins to the engine itself.
2: Oh, so you may have a front seal that's leaking. Is was it red in color?
4: Yeah, it's definitely transmission fluid.
2: Okay. Yeah, been definitely do okay. You've you've got to visit a tranny shop or your, or your local mechanic. And one piece of advice before you go in, put in a clean piece of paper under the car and let it drip onto that. And that'll tell them exactly what the fluid is
1: and where it, where it is.
4: I've definitely confirmed that it is transmission fluid. Mike, where uh, no
1: uh, whereabouts in Toronto do you live?
4: Uh, BP in Lawrence.
1: Pacific okay. Park in Lawrence. All right. Well, you know, freebie There's
4: here. There's Eagle Transmission up the, the road there. So that, that guy's
2: my buddy. I'll
1: okay. Him out. Oh,
2: yes, definitely. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a simple transmission.
1: It's not expensive. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for your call, Mike. Have a Thanks, great weekend. All right. Bye-bye. Stick around. We have the uh, the International Auto Show next weekend. It's going to be hosting a Motor- Motorama Show. they teeth are like yours, Dave. And uh, there's some incredible <laughs> cars coming out there for that event. If you want to hear more about those cars and your car, stick around. We're going to have Greg McPherson on from Motorama. He'll be coming up next. And also your chance to win tickets for that show. Only from Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Well, I'll tell you, if you like classic-looking cars, if you like new ways of finishing up a car and just gazing at old ones, we have something to tell you about. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and on the line right now is the uh, general manager of uh, Motorama, Greg McPherson. How are you, Greg? Great. How's it going? Very good. I'll let you hang over to, to Dave, and you guys can chat and bring Brian into it, too. Okay, fantastic.
2: Greg, uh, good morning. Uh, Motorama has been around since the fifties, am I right? In different uh, incarnations. I smiled earlier yeah. in the show when
5: you called it uh, Motion. It made me think back to you know Dizzy Dean and uh, some of the old old versions. Right. But Dizzy yeah, it's been Motion Performance World, Mega Speed, and this will be our fourth year running it, and we call it Motorama.
2: I still remember in the early days, if you had a painted gas can, that was a big thing. (laughs) Nowadays, uh, let's talk about this car. This is built by the Ring Brothers. This is really something, it's a a Javelin. Tell us about the Ring Brothers.
5: Yeah, so they're kind of the the hottest builders on the circuit now. Um, We were down at the SEMA show and several of the big corporate booths, these these two brothers, Jim and Mike Ring, they're based out of Wisconsin. you know, it's kind of like a couple years ago, like and for a long time, like say a Chip Foose. Like everybody knows him; it's, his stuff is the best, most in demand. So, uh, we saw the uh, we were at the Preston booth at SEMA, and they unveiled this car. Huge crowd around it. It's currently on the cover of Hot Rod magazine. It uh, it's at the Detroit Auto Rama right now this weekend. Coming to our show next weekend. Um, it was on Jay Leno's Garage a couple weekends ago. So wow. these guys are kind of the rock stars of the industry right now. And uh, just this past week, we we got a a great phone call from uh, Preston saying that they uh, would make this car available to us, built by the Ring Brothers, for the show next weekend. So that's really neat. And adjacent to it, we found out in the BASF booth, they're bringing the Ring Brothers Pantera, which is another amazing car. So to have a couple cars built by these guys is just stunning. And it's the cherry on top of a really neat lineup. We've got several cars coming from SEMA um and other features we've got uh let me see the drag week drag week people are f- familiar with that uh we've got one of the stars of street outlaws jeff lutz he and a toronto fella david schroeder they're bringing several of their drag week cars which is this unique competition down in the states
1: there you go bright all yours
3: so Greg, how many people are you expecting over the over the weekend at motorama
5: i think we're, we're pretty close to thirty thousand uh last year with the show um and We've seen growth every year, so we're hoping for even a little better than that. But that would be great. Uh, and the, the size of the show—it's several uh, halls at the International Center, um, so we're over three hundred thousand square feet—and hoping to get thirty thousand people at least again.
3: Yeah, the show is something else. I've been a couple of times, and uh, and it's pretty wild. I mean, it, it, there, there's there's everything you could imagine there. And you know, even from my end of the world, with you know, hardcore racing uh, stuff all the way through to you know the the great stuff like the, yeah, the I'm, Ring I'm Brothers yeah Same
5: way with the. Uh, with the racing. So our core business throughout the years, uh, we've got motorcycle and car racing magazines, like Inside Track Motorsport News. Um, so uh, that, that's kind of our thing, where we came from. And how we got into the show business was, uh, I think about 10 years ago now, we're thinking. We, we helped out, we got on side with a show called the Canadian Motorsports Expo, which was a much smaller show, uh, sort of just before Speed Weeks at the International Centre. We ran that for six years. Um, and then uh, we were given the opportunity a couple of years ago to take over the you know, traditional spring hot rod custom car show, and merge our show into it. So, what for us? One of the neatest things about the show is that you know it's still about twenty five percent motorsports, and then puts you know racing and so many series and tracks in the region and racers in front of this huge crowd that we draw.
1: Greg, do you think they'll ever bring back the uh, the javelin? I guess it's nineteen seventy two, right? Yeah. Do you think they'll lever bring it back is, you know, it's...
5: AMC, so that could be a trick.
1: Yeah, I think that would, that would be tough. The
3: AMC <laughs> brand is gone now, but... You, if, if, you never know. Well, you know, I've, I've driven that crazy Dodge uh, Hellcat Demon, that Challenger Demon, the 800-horsepower wow. thing. I have never gone so fast in a straight line before. That thing is
1: 800-horsepower. I yeah. mean, how do you well, hang out of the wheel? Yeah, this yeah, one, this very carefully.
5: Built, they, they even cranked it up more than that. They said, this one's got 1,036-horsepower. 1,
1: so what are the hours for the uh, for the Motorama show and uh, where exactly can uh, people go and to get tickets? Sure. So uh,
5: we're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 9, 10, and 11. We open every day at 10. Um, we go till 9 on Friday and Saturday and uh, finish up. Uh, at 5 o'clock on the Sunday
1: fantastic
5: people want information motoramashow.com and their tickets there as well
1: okay listen we really appreciate you you calling in have a great time next weekend and uh, Greg's been generous enough to give you 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 and you out there a chance to win a couple tickets for Motorama so we'll take the next two callers right now and you'll get a pair of tickets for Motorama next week at the International Center thanks for calling in Greg have a great weekend man thank you guys this is Dave's Corner Garage stick around This is Dave's Corner Garage. We want to thank everybody who called in. We're flooded now, but tickets are gone, so, uh, I mean, don't go away. Stick around. We're around for a few more minutes. And uh, one last kick of the cat for the So gift card. Go to davescornergarage.com, register, and uh, you get a chance. We'll announce the winner next weekend. In studio, Brian Max, along with Dave Redinger. Go ahead, Davey
2: you know it's funny um we just finished the auto show which was a fantastic event record number of crowds every day uh and now we're doing the uh show for the hot rodders and the racers and these shows basically start off the season everybody comes out of their hibernation and meets chats gets ready for the stuff get buys parts gets introduced to what's new and it's really an exciting time for everybody i think the motorcycle show is coming up soon too so i mean there's so much stuff going on in toronto if you, you go from one to the other it's it's really a great time of the year
3: And now, you know Dave um, I, I do have to say the Toronto Auto Show this year or the Canadian International Auto Show was absolutely yes. fantastic they did such a great job with it this year
2: I did a thing for the Toronto Star um, what they 're calling the auto Intelligence series, and now they 're going to make that a major part of the auto show so every year from now on, there will be a series of of discussions of what people like to see in cars uh, where we 're going with uh, cannabis and all those other things so there's there 's a lot going on and if you get into this sort
1: of um, group. It's an amazing, amazing industry. It and, really is. And a lot of the suppliers that were down there that we saw, because we had, we did a show from there, and it was just packed. Uh, Volkswagen had a virtual reality booth, and the kids were strapping on these little backpacks, and they're walking through. And you're walking. I put one on, and you're actually walking through with a Volkswagen, and you start driving this thing. And How it's cool as sh- that? It's just amazing. And they were jammed to a certain degree, and there were really good panels. Dave, there was one on ageism about people who were suddenly tilting 50-plus. They're saying, yep. you know, we need to start, could you guys start, and ladies, start designing cars for people who need a little more push getting out of a car once in a while? The reaction to that, Dave, was pretty interesting, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, we had, I didn't know, but I found out that, Two-thirds of all the new cars that are purchased are purchased by people over 50. And yet, they don't advertise to people over 50. They're all the millennials and whatever who have no money and don't buy cars. So uh, it's an interesting play. So I wanted to talk quickly about in Europe, they're now banning diesels. They've had enough. Remember, I traveled in Europe many, many years ago, and all the buildings were black and dirty not like here in our city. And the reason is because the emissions from the diesel vehicles. So now Europe has decided no more diesels. That's coming in in a couple of years. So. I see a lot of big push for electric cars in Europe.
3: Yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, diesels come on hard times a little bit. But, I mean, if, if, uh, if you've ever traveled over there, there's so many diesel cars. And I think, uh, I think people have just got fed up with a lot of the emissions of, uh, of some of those cars, not all of them. And, uh, yeah, the, the, I think the, one of the uh, politicians in Rome has, uh, has gone on record and said they're, they're banning diesel cars in
1: 2025 in Rome. Well, we drove, uh, we drove an Alfa, a, a small Alfa Romeo uh, for two weeks when we were in Italy in September and diesel was more expensive, yes by, by a fair amount. but the mileage, I mean it burned cleaner, but the mileage was was incredibly good on these things right And modern Diesels are
3: fantastic but as you know as 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 they get older, you know you still have to maintain them and I think that's part of the problem. people aren't maintaining them.
1: Dave with with a diesel engine, all right is there more or less maintenance when you start getting into seasonality changes?
3: No,
2: there's hardly any there except for uh, water. Uh, they have a couple of filters that you have to change on a regular basis because there's water in the in the fuel, and in the winter it'll tend to freeze up. The other problem with diesel was it was a hard start in the cold. You used to have glow plugs that would actually warm the air inside the engine so the thing would fire when you when you turned it over. But now with this computerization and everything else, it doesn't need that that efficiency anymore. It just actually does does work.
3: That's right. All these the outside. Mo- yeah, go ahead. All all these modern diesels that I test, there there's no warm up at all. You just you drive them like a conventional car and uh you know some of my favorite cars do have uh, diesel drivetrains.
2: I think the future will be that it will be electric or gasoline electric. Um I th- I've talked to people in the industry and uh they tell you gasoline is never going to go away. So you know you, 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 days-
1: you don't longer have to like when your car's starting up you you don't have to it used to be you put your foot on the gas and it would rev at a certain RPM and then you hit it again and it comes down. That was the yeah, sign to right, drive right, away. Yeah. You no longer have to what, even let your car warm up. Isn't that true? Yep. It's
2: absolutely correct. Because the computer adjusts the, the uh, cycles. It's called duty cycle. The duty cycle means that, say that the, the injector sprays 100% of the time. Well, when you're warming up, it'll spray probably 80% of the time. When it's actually running efficiently, it'll probably spray 20% of the time. So it's called a duty cycle. And that's how it adjusts the amount of fuel coming in. Because you got to remember, a diesel is not throttled. It's all, all the speed and everything comes from the amount of fuel you put in it. There's no throttle. It's wide open all the time.
3: You're right about uh, electrification, though, Dave. What we're seeing now with uh, a lot of new vehicles is uh, mild hybrid technology. For example, the new Jeep Wrangler has a, a mild hybrid um, fitted with mm, the four-cylinder. Yeah, and, and when I tested it, it was really amazing. I want to test it in the real world. I think that might be the way to go with the new Jeep. As well, the Ram that I'm testing next week. Also has a mild hybrid system. So what it what it does? There's no more um, there's no more uh, starter on these things. It uses the uh, the hybrid system to start the vehicle. And
1: so there's no button even to push now.
3: No, well, there's a start button. But there's no starter on the on the on the vehicle itself. Unreal. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing stuff.
1: I don't know who's
2: going to fix all this stuff in the future. That's you, That's Dave. That's the problem.
1: That's you, Dave. there's a brand new course opening up that you can get online. You can try it. What's no? It I don't know. No, I'm not to. asking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we want to thank uh, Greg McPherson from Motorama for joining us and everybody who won the tickets. We thank him for uh, kicking those out to us. Don't forget, Motorama is coming up next weekend, March 9th to the 11th at the Toronto International Centre. Brian, uh, what's the website people can go to to catch more information about what you're up to? Uh, I'm all over the internet. It's Brian with an I, and my last name is spelled M-A-K-S-E. Vroom, vroom, vroom. That's right. So what do you got a plan for the rest of the weekend, Dave? Are you going to wash your car or what?
2: You know what? I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> I think I've done, deserved that. All the shows we've been doing, I just want to do nothing. I'm just going veg. Well, it's Anyways, a it's been
1: great. Yep. It's, it's a weekend. Listen, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Next weekend, we're going to have Jeff Coy in from Land Insurance. So have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. bring the, sunny ring, the sunny weather,